Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so the drama continues to unfold. The one thing that I really love about the Aaron Rodgers situation is that his career is now fully gone into the Brett Favre mode. The player, the guy who he hated the most, who he wanted to not be the most, that is exactly who he is becoming. He's going to the Jets. Like how soon until Aaron Rodgers is then traded to the Vikings? Um he eventually defaults the state of California on some bogus charity scam. I mean, it is happening. It is unfolding before our very eyes. And so, you know what? I want to sit here and uh, I enjoy it. You know what? For somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who loves Star Wars, and a lot of people rip J.J. Abrams because J.J.'s The Force Awakens was too similar to New Hope. Well, similarly, the Aaron Rodgers career crescendo is uh is looking a lot a lot like a remake of what happened to Brett Favre and uh, I can't wait to see this all unfold. Who knows? It might unfold as we're on the air right now. So Sammy, why don't we just go ahead and start the show? Turn up your volume, your volume. because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank. We're going to have a huge show for you. We're just off the scouting combine. And our friend who's going to be joining us right now was there in the middle of it, please welcome Carmen Vitale, who joins us from FoxSports.com, where she covers, of course, the NFC North. And not only were, were you there, uh, Anello, Sammy, the whole sick team outside of me uh, was there. How was the combine for you? Yeah, you were missed. We finally got to, I got to meet Anello and Sammy in person. It was awesome. It was actually, really, weirdly enough, it was as I was coming off a hit with Titans Radio or with Nashville Radio, I should say. So it was just like, I was like, oh, Titans fans, hey. But no, it was awesome. Combine week is my favorite week of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun to get to meet, to see everybody, to re-up it with everybody. Uh, you're just kind of flitting around everywhere, I feel like. And then you see everybody at the bar later on. It's a lot of fun. No, it looks amazing. And honestly, the the whole thing and like, you know, Sammy and I, and just to pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, we talked about it from now on, from here on out, you know, as long as the sick podcast is in existence, 
the combine is going to be an event that we are going to be a part of. We hopefully will be out there for the draft, but the combine is where business gets done. As Michael Scott mm-hmm. said about Chili's, the combine is the same way. And there's so many great conversations, so many opportunities uh, to interview the players and coaches and all that stuff. So that it looked like a lot of fun. I had, I normally don't get FOMO because there's a lot of things that I've done in my NFL career. And of course, right now I'm just coming off the stage at, you know, NFL total access, which is why we were delayed for a couple of minutes. But the combine is an event I've never done. I've been to Indianapolis. I've never been to the combine. And I swear to you, it, it, I get so much. I, I, I didn't go to the Super Bowl this year. But I hate missing the combine. It just looks like a, a time and a half. It is. You just you can't walk twenty feet without seeing somebody you know, somebody you haven't caught up with in a while. I I love it. I just it's. I feel like I'm just so in my element, and so many of us are in this industry. Like that's our element, you know. And it's where you learn so much information. Like MJD yeah, yeah. was uh, given the what for to Mike Garofalo on the uh, Total Access show tonight because. You know, when you get there, when you're in these bars and whatever, like a a reporter or somebody who covers the league or whatever will tell you, like, there's no way Lamar Jackson's leaving, that the Ravens will tag any offer that comes their way or match it or whatever. And then when you get on air, you're not allowed to say that because you're beholden to certain things. If you're MJD, you just say it anyways. But for a lot of people, like, (laughs) you get the inside scoop. Uh, with a lot of what's going on. So from what I understand, I cannot report this, but from what I understand, it feels like Lamar Jackson is still going to be a member of the of the, of the Baltimore Ravens there, unless something crazy happens, where it's some, some contract that's structured in a way that cannot be matched. Uh, he's going to be a Baltimore Raven next year. Aaron Rodgers, it feels like Aaron Rodgers is going to be a member of of the New York Jets. There is a team right now in route to Los Angeles. As a matter of fact, I offered to pick him up at the airport. I'm like, I'll take wherever, wherever Rogers is. I'll drive you there. Jets figure out where you need to go. That feels like it's completed. I will tell you this, just from the optics standpoint, like when you send a text message to somebody, like, what are you up to? You're not already in the car. You wait until they're like, Oh, this is where I'm at. I'm at, uh, I'm at Applebee's come meet me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so Aaron Rodgers doesn't give the go-ahead to come to Los Angeles uh, until that move has already, you know, progressed to a to a certain degree of where both sides have an agreement or kind of an expectation of where that's going to go. One thing that happened today, and I know this was upsetting to a lot of Bears fans, so I want to ask you about it. Uh, and this goes to our friend EJ, who, 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 who I follow on Twitter. He's a great, he's a great Bears fan. Uh, he was one of the ones who was really hopeful that Saquon Barkley was going to be a member of the Chicago Bears. He is he has been tagged. Uh, was that a huge shock to you that what, what the Giants have done, given 40 million to Daniel Jones and then, you know, tagging Saquon Barkley? No, I think that's exactly what they should have done. I mean, this is the quarterback market. Daniel Jones is the quarterback market. He is comp- he is a competent quarterback. He had a good year for them last year. He's under a good head coach. And that's exactly where th- th- this is where you're going to get the most out of him. So mm-hmm. you tag him in the long term, or you get the, the long term deal done at the eleventh hour. Shout out to you know, the Giants front office for that. And then the natural progression is to just tag Saquon because now you're not using the tag on Daniel Jones. And I think it was interesting that Daniel Jones had the contract incentives, and that's kind of how they reached a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I know that Lamar wants fully guaranteed money because of 
what was presented to the league by the Cleveland Browns and the Deshaun Watson contract, but no team wants to set that precedent. Like once another team does it, then a precedent is set. So I don't think anybody wants to do that, but I do think that there is room to get to where Lamar wants to be using those incentives. And you just saw Daniel Jones do that. So not to say that Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson are equal quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. but I think that that is exactly what this market kind of looks like. What the giants did is what the market looks like for competent quarterback play. You are spending around $40 million a year. Just that's how it is. And Saquon Barkley, again, tag allows them more flexibility without having to commit to him long-term because it's hard to commit to a running back, an aging running back with injury issues long-term. So now he's coming off a really good season for you. Let's see if he can do it again. And then after that, we can talk. But I don't think that the Bears or anybody else should be upset that they didn't land Saquon Barkley. Maybe worry about getting a deal done with David Montgomery and you're in the backfield. Saquon Barkley is a great uh, great, uh, running back, but it doesn't mean that you needed that. You already have some really great talent, some homegrown talent. Yeah. So keep it and keep that, keep them happy. I was, I was more upset for our Twitter friends who were really heart, heart set on this whole situation playing out. And I don't listen. I know how fans react and I don't want to make fun of anybody. And I'm like, I'm with you. I would prefer to keep David Montgomery. I would still, even if we have David Montgomery, I would still be down to continue to draft a running back. I know that uh, Gibbs out of Alabama is now starting to look like Alvin Kamara. So I'm like, okay, I could go into that. Was it, is it Covington? Who is, uh, no, who is uh, the UCLA running back? I don't know. I'm spending too much time with MJD. So now I'm like, uh, I'm starting to be swayed. Um, so I got to be careful about that. But you know, it does feel like there is going to be a lot of opportunity for the Bears to upgrade and, and do some things of that. And so, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. We were, though, as you said, uh, we were out there for the uh, for the NFL scouting combine. We were able to capture some footage of some stuff. So uh, Sammy and Anello were able to uh, go ahead and grab some clips for us. Uh, I want to I dive in on this one. Uh, talking about this is an interview with pa- – or this is Paris Johnson, Jr., uh, talking about what it was like interviewing with the Bears. Can we go ahead and roll that clip? To do darts or play golf, no, I'll do darts. And I didn't see the board in there, but when I did walk past, I did I did notice a, a, a putting game. I didn't ask, you know. I'm, I'm locked in. I was just meeting that. And then um, then he was like, all right, you're going to play some darts. Uh, um, I, I, so he, he gave me some darts. I'm playing with the coaches, and he's – hitting almost all the he's, he's right around the bullseye every time the last one he actually hit it the first two i hit like some snacks in the corner and then i hit a wall and i'm like oh my gosh they're gonna end they're gonna end this meeting if I'm, and, I, and then it hit it just hit the board so i was happy i hit the board in the last one turns out i should probably should have chose golf but um but yeah it was cool it was cool you know to set the vibe that it's the first interview i'm hyped up you know and um, I'm, I'm ready to go but i think just to, to set the vibe you know this is one of the cool stories that come out of the combine, the way that the Bears had that meeting room set up. What was your take on that? Do you kind of a, appreciate the approach the Bears were trying with there? Yeah, because, listen, you can find out just about anything you want about these guys from their social media, from the coaches that they played for, their teammates, all that kind of stuff. And that due diligence is done every single time. But what you can't replicate or find out from digging through 
whatever social media channels there are is how he is as a person. And for the bears who stress culture and they want guys of integrity and they want just good men in their locker room, that's important. And that I think is such a fun way to get to know a guy because when you think about your friends, how have you gotten to get close to some of your friends? For me, I know it's always been, you know, hanging out at a bar, having drinks, having casual conversation. That's how you get to know a person. And this is so, I don't know, it's so regimented. The combine is so regimented, regulated. You only get this amount of time with every team that you meet with and all that other stuff. Now you get to use that time in a way that feels casual to the point where you can let your guard down and where you feel like the coaches and GM and everybody else is letting their guard down. And that's how you really get to know a person. So it shows me that the bears are very much looking at the character of these men, not only their talent. I really appreciate that about them too. I really appreciate that about Ryan Poles and his staff that they are sticking to what they are saying to everyone else. No, it's, it's a, it's a refreshing change of pace. Uh, it reminded me of the date Mike episode of the office where he turns into a different person when he's trying to impress somebody on a date. But so many times when you go into these interviews, you can be coached into like, oh, this is what you say. Like, oh, my biggest my biggest weakness is that I work too hard and have all those dumb canned answers, which also uh, they they mocked on the office as well. But there really is something about it. And I know a lot of people they'll talk about and I, this is one of the talking points that come away with like, well, they, they check their competitiveness and all that stuff, which is true. You can find that out. Uh, I know some friends of mine uh, who work for Travis Matthew, who would have a, a, a golfer, uh, a former PGA professional who came into their office and they're like, this guy was competitive and not in a great way. Like it was a nightmare. But what I think it is in addition to like, whether they're competitive or not, what what turns everything into a competition? Because I remember Pat Tillman one time telling me, and this is a sick humble brag. Um, he's like, I'm not the guy that gets so upset over darts or anything like that. But you do really get a great sense of a person. And as the Bears are out there, not only trying to find competitive players, and a lot of that shows on tape and things like of that nature. But when you talk talk about building a culture in the locker room. You know, you want to you want a team that that a team that seems fun, you know, like the, the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles look like enjoyable teams to play for. And obviously winning will do a lot of that. There's not a lot of fun teams that are losing. But, you know, you want to have somebody like, is this person going to come in and be a, a good fit in this locker room? Is this going to be the kind of vibe that with the guys that we want? So I love the, the, the fact that they're going out and doing it. And I love the fact that the Bears you know, they keep getting like positive praise for things like this. Like we're, we're making news, but it's not for something dumb. Like, oh my gosh, what are we doing now? Like, I can't believe we did this. Like, oh, we did this. So it was really cool to see that. And as a matter of fact, we got another clip of his uh, talking about one of his former teammates, I believe. So Sammy, if you can go ahead and run that one as well. And we'll take a listen. Oh, that would be awesome. You know, I mean, I, I mean, so I, um, when I first came to Ohio State, I mean, he, he took me in and like, you know, it's always cool, you know, when you're a young lineman, the starting quarterback, he's just a humble guy. And, he, you know, he's always, you know, I, I, I used to beat him in Madden all the time. You know, he knows, he knows, you can tell him. Um, but, um, you know, that's my guy. And, you know, he's an amazing quarterback. He's smart. He's accurate. And I mean, it, it would be an honor to be back with him again. 
Carmen, let me ask you a question. Now, obviously, the whole specter of the Bears moving on from Justin Fields has been put to bed, at least for this season, which is fair. It feels to me that, I I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but it feels like the guys that are coming into the league, even the guys that didn't play at Ohio State, there seems to be a lot of love for Justin Fields from these guys coming into the league right now. Yeah, and it's also very convenient that one of the top tackles in this draft class is from Ohio State, is former teammates with Justin Fields, and knows exactly how he operates. The sentiment around the league, listen, it's a small league. Justin also transferred. So you have multiple sets of guys that have played with him or that at least have a very familiar, they're very familiar with him. But listen, good teammates, this league is very small. It's very small for players, for coaches, for media, and word gets around. So if a guy stinks in the locker room, pretty much everybody knows it. If a guy's awesome in the locker room, also everyone knows it. And that's, I think, what we're seeing with Justin Fields. And especially when someone like that is given maybe negative media attention, especially from the national media, or isn't living up to what you know their potential is, given the circumstances and the environment that he's in, then you kind of, I feel like get protective. I, that's a really big sentiment too. I feel like in all these guys coming out in this praise of Justin Fields, it's a way of protecting him of saying, no, I know this guy, this guy is capable of so much more. Give him a shot. And that is the most encouraging thing that I've seen from guys that have kind of come to the defense of Justin Fields. And I did, I definitely think that the bears front office has known this I said all along this was a smokescreen. So they think I totally get the fact that you don't want to necessarily hit your wagon to someone that you didn't evaluate, you didn't bring in. It's for to your for your job to depend on someone that you don't know inside and out or you didn't bring in or you didn't choose. That's that, that takes a lot. So the fact that they are sticking with him a little bit more should tell you that they also believe that he is capable of so much more. And that is what we're seeing. And we will get an evaluation of him in 2023, come hell or high water, which is why I would expect this draft to be very offensive heavy for the Chicago Bears. What is it? What was it like, though, when you would go out at night and you're hanging around? Like, were you making fun of people? Like, I know, like, this is the way it would work for me. We would make fun of those people that were trying to push the, like, the Bears could move on from, like, you got to just clown those. I know that you couldn't. Because I know who one of the person, you know, like we know who one of the national guys is. You went on his show. Um, so you can't be too upset. But like it's it's considered a joke amongst like people who know what's going on in the NFL, right? I I don't know that it's necessarily considered a joke because like I said, they're especially if you're not in on the beat or inside that locker room, I think that the sentiment of listen, polls and, and not to mention polls has gotten rid of a lot of kind of the former players that were brought in by the last regime. He definitely wants to do things his way. And that is his right as general manager. So I think that there is an argument to be made for moving on. Also bringing in a guy to reset the clock so you can continue to grow. This is a multi-year process. There are pros and cons to both. I know the Bears fans don't want to hear that, but nationally, right. when you kind of consider all angles and you are, you are as objective as you can possibly be, you can see both sides of it. So I was making fun of anybody necessarily, but I am definitely kind of, that was the first thing I think I was asked about when I'm going out talking to people, right. like even, even other coaches that are like on teams in the AFC or whatever, like 
So is there any, do you, do you think, I don't think that like you, yeah. you kind of play that, play that game for people that are kind of outside of the city of Chicago and stuff like that. But I, I don't think you should take it for granted that the bears are sticking with Justin Fields as the quarterback of the future. And they're committing to him long-term and all that's, I don't think that's what this is. And I don't blame Ryan Poles for that, but you have to get him talent around him. And that has been the overwhelming thing that I've heard from people that I've talked to people about is for 2023, the goal should be creating this talent bubble around Justin yeah. Fields so you can further evaluate him. And part of that trade down process is getting more capital. Well, if you have more capital for this year and next, now if Justin Fields doesn't work out or you evaluate him and he's just not up to what you want him to be, now you have perhaps an extra first round pick going into 2024 with an objectively better quarterback class coming out it's a win-win situation for them if they hold on to him this year 100 i i agree with that wholeheartedly and i did talk to one member of the national media not jason locken for it well i did talk well i did talk to him but uh, i did talk to one of our guys i won't say which one i don't think he would care but i talked about him we were talking about this before the uh hbcu bowl game and i'm like what do you what do you hear because he's from atlanta so i'm pretty much saying who it is but <laughs> I go, I go, what is it? And he goes, there's, he, he just told me, he's like, there's no effing way they're trading him. He's like, that's, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know. And so he was just very, I'm like, okay, like, listen, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a Justin Fields guy. So that's how I was feeling. But I get, I get the understanding. Um, I understand what people's theories are. And I think that everybody, you know, could, that, it makes sense. Like there's, it's not outlandish, but at the same time, I think that we all understood the assignment. Let me talk to you, though, about a couple of quarterbacks who actually went out there and killed it. Uh, Bryce Young considered to be the top quarterback prospect in the draft, but C.J. Stroud had a really good combine. Obviously, Anthony Richardson did really well. In addition to that, does having multiple guys do well at the quarterback position, does that help the Bears at number one, or does that not help them as much because now there's other options out there and it's not necessarily Bryce Young as the overall top pick. No, because I think that teams are going to have a preference either way. Mm -hmm. And if you have a lot of good quarterback prospects, sure, but they're not all the same quarterback and they're not all the same that are going to fit within a system. I think what it tells you though, is that you need to be in control of getting your own guy. Mm -hmm. And that is going to, very much benefit the Chicago Bears because they have the ultimate choice. They have their pick of the litter at number one. And to pay for that pick, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. So I think it was very interesting to hear Ryan Poles. He got a little more candid than I kind of expected him to because he said he, all the options are on the table. He brought up the fact that there's potential for them to trade this pick before free agency even opens. And I thought that was considered when you talk, when you talk about the Colts or the Panthers or people that are kind of being backed into a corner of having to take a quarterback in the draft. Well, now if you have to do that, you want to make sure that you get your guy that you think is going to be the most successful in your system. Bryce Young, the system that Bryce Young is going to thrive in is not the same system that CJ Stroud is going to thrive in. It's not the same system mm -hmm. that Anthony Richardson is going to strive to thrive in. So now you have to figure out, all right, we have this new coach, take the Panthers. You have Frank Reich now. Who is the best Frank Reich quarterback? We need to go up and get him. 
and not leave that up to unless you think that i mean frank reich is probably a bad example because he's a very good quarterback coach right he I can probably he coach can. a lot of he's, quarterbacks he's, but, he's good yeah yeah but i mean even even in indianapolis uh you have to think that they are going to want their pick of the litter especially when you have a team sitting at number two that also needs a quarterback that's the biggest draw i think for the bears so i think that they're fine i Quarterbacks are going to rise either way. And honestly, it's good. I feel like it'll help them in the end because if you have more quarterbacks go higher than whatever you traded down to, even if it was just a four, if you yeah. have two quarterbacks yeah. go in the first three, then you have a, a lot of picks. But if you trade down to like seven with the Raiders or nine with the Panthers, if you have four quarterbacks that go in the top six or seven, then you only have two players that are non-quarterbacks going off the board before you get to choose. So you basically get to choose anybody you want with the exception of a couple. So I think the four spot is interesting because I don't know that Jalen Carter is still on the table for the Bears for everything we just said about integrity, character, all that stuff. I mean, I don't know that Jalen Carter's draft stock is going to suffer that much. Certainly not out of the top the first round certainly i don't even think out of the top 10 but i don't know that the chicago bears can now take him given everything they've said about character and all of that stuff because now you are going to directly contradict what you said you've wanted to do and how you've operated thus far so now does that change it does now if you really want will anderson maybe you have to stay at one or you drop all the way down to nine fill up a bunch of holes because you get a haul a real true haul for this year and next. I would probably still lean that way, the trade back way. Yeah. But I'd be interested to see the Vegas odds on now Will Anderson being the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious about that too. Lance Zerline put out a mock draft on NFL.com and he has the Bears sticking at number one and taking Will Anderson, which I just can't fathom. I I, I think that the desire to get as much as possible for the first overall pick, even if you just didn't get the draft pick or just didn't get the draft package that, you know, fans have been clamoring for over the last couple of months, you still got to get something. You just can't stay at number one and take Will Anderson. It's your draft comes off way too disappointing. And you know what? The good thing is, is that you have guys like uh, Jim Irsay who might've fallen in love with Anthony Richardson. Like you think about that, like when Anthony Richardson, when he ran the way he did, you could, you could see the, the glow of Ryan Pohl. It wasn't an inner glow. It was the glow of his cell phone with messages going, okay, we'll take the top pick that kind of stuff. People trying to like clamor up. What you hope is that Houston is so locked in, like just wants one guy. And I know that we're not going to get two and 12 and everybody's just got to understand that that's just not going to happen. If you can move down to two and then get that, that second jump back. Cause I think now, cause Will Levis was terrible that that kind of hurt us a little bit. Like that's, that's the one where you're like, see, that's what hurts. Cause I still believe that four quarterbacks could go with the first three picks. And so hopefully, you know, Arizona's in a pretty nice spot right now because, that's going to be a team that's going to want to move up similar to what with the Miami Dolphins were able to do for Trey Lance a couple of years ago. But I still think the Bears are going to have some options. I just don't think that Will Anderson is going to be that guy. I thought too many guys showed out. And I know Tyree Wilson and some of the other guys performed pretty well. I also nice. bet Tyree Wilson probably had to do this like 
20 times, 25 times in this in all of his media. Like everyone just wanted to see Tyree Wilson's wingspan. Yeah. And I also don't think that there is necessarily as big of a gap between Not Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson as we maybe thought prior to the scouting combine. Yeah. You know what? And uh, a couple of the uh the the Georgia linemen also did did well for themselves with some of the drills. So there's also like god, these guys are coming from great teams. And perhaps you just don't end up with the big stud, but you end up with guys that can come in and uh, contribute right away. And I still think, you know, when we hit free agency, I think the trenches are going to be addressed free agency-wise. I think that we're going in. And I've seen a couple of nice write-ups about this, about, like, some of these guys, like, look, we're not going to go out there and find a Khalil Mack type of, like, that kind of, like, name brand where you're like, oh, my God, we've got this player. But there are some good players who are going to be available. I know uh, Denver did not franchise tag their defensive tackle. Like already, you're like, okay, well, there's there's one. Like, okay, I'm going to count him as a bear. Uh, you know, the Eagles, they're allowing their guard to walk away. I'm like, bear, bear, you know? And like, these will be names where you're like, okay, that's not the, the biggest names. It's not the sexiest name. But like, now that we have starters on the trenches – now we can go out and make some fun picks in the draft, and I think that would be a pretty good way to go. Yeah, I think it was interesting that the Chiefs didn't tag Orlando Brown coming off Super Bowl, calling his shot too. So here's oh. the thing. I really – you need a tone setter on that mm-hmm. offensive line. Yes. It's very hard for a draft prospect, a rookie, to come in and set the tone for a unit like the offensive line. Very true. I would love a guy like Orlando Brown, not because I don't think that Braxton Jones can develop into a left. You hate level. him. For for the record, I you hate you hate on, on Twitter. Braxton Jones. Carmen's I Carmen don't. denounced Braxton. No, I'm just teasing. I'm I did teasing. not. I'm I teasing. said I know a team that would love a blue chip left tackle that has a lot of cap space to work with, and that's the Chicago Bears. A guy like Orlando Brown. Is he an elite left tackle? I think that still remains to be seen, but he's certainly a tone setter. The swagger he went into the Super Bowl with and the swagger he came out of with, the T-shirts that said zero sacks, are we kidding? I want that on my line. I want a guy that's chirpy, that's going to say stuff like that, that's going to elevate those players all along that unit. And I think he's a guy that can do it. And he's a very, very, very good left tackle. Those things don't grow on trees. So I would be all for the Bears probably overpaying for Orlando Brown and getting a tone setter along that line and then supplementing with guys in the draft because we know that Ryan Poles, being a former offensive lineman, can evaluate that position very well. But I definitely think that you need, whether that's the left tackle, I've been saying a veteran center for the same reason, and that to even help Justin Fields even more, given that he can take some work off of his plate. Somewhere along the line, you need that leader, that tone setter. And I think that that comes from a veteran and you have the money to do it. So please go out and do it, Bears. I will say this. I responded and said that my left tackle is on the field because, uh, you know, that's what I do. It's what I do. And uh, here's, here's, here's what I will say on Orlando Brown is I can sit here and come up and talk about like, is he going to be motivated after the Super Bowl and all that stuff? And it doesn't matter because nobody knows better than Ryan Poles, who was 
in that Chiefs organization. He was part of the organization that brought him over from Baltimore. If Ryan Poles gives 40 mil or whatever it is, whatever the going rate is for a left tackle to Orlando Brown Jr. And he comes, I'm, I'm not going to denounce it. I'm not going to say one I'm bad just word. Saying all of these things kind of add up. I, but okay. But you also have to understand that if he does not make this move, that it also shows you that like, maybe we don't want that it. says a lot about you know, that's, that, around it. that's, that's exactly, I think that's, and again, like I'm just trying to defend one of our guys on, and it's no big deal. I just having a go. It's fun. It's fun sparring with you on Twitter and it's fun to get interactions and things like that. But I, I will say this, like whatever the outcome is, like whichever side, like we're on two different sides, but whatever happens, the other side cannot, you don't really have an argument. You know what? Like, I can't be like, what do you know, Ryan Poles? Like, how dare you? Like, obviously, you know better than me. And similarly, if he does not sign him, you'd be like, okay, well, you must know something that I don't. Right. I'm going to walk away and do whatever. And I just hope that I know that you and I will be this way. I want other Bears fans to be this way. Like, don't don't come after him. Don't don't question him because he knows he would know. Like, of all things, like he would know. Like, I worked for Rite Aid. If I told you not to eat the ice cream, you'd be like, oh, he knows. Like, Rank, Rank knows. I'm telling you to eat the ice cream. I'm telling you to eat the ice cream. You're fine. Uh, so you're okay. Uh, so in, in this sense, like, I'm, it's, it is one of the things that I'm probably the most excited about because we'll, we'll get an answer right away. Because if, if Ryan's motivated and he's like, this is a guy that we have to have, that's the first signing of the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom, all right, it's done. Like, look at this. Um, and he's got a relationship with them. Like, no, we'll 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 find out. We'll yeah. find out. So I, I think it's exciting. I, I think it'll be an exciting time. By the way, exciting times. Uh, we have one more. Uh, I want to get to this one other clip. Sammy, why don't we – wait, hold on. Let me set it up, sir. And now I've lost my notes. Uh, this is Jalen Hyatt, uh, a wide receiver from uh, Tennessee who was talking about his former Vols teammate, Bayless Jones, and what it would be like to play with the Chicago Bears. So, Sam, if we could go ahead and roll that. Bayless again. Um, you know, he's a leader, uh, somebody that, um, you know, helped me through my uh, college career uh, when he was here. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. So, you know, if I ever have a chance to play with him again, I definitely would definitely, definitely take that chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Fields dynamic. Um, somebody... Uh, that can get you the ball, somebody that can run with his legs, um, somebody that can kind of take over a game. You know, he actually takes over games. And, um, you know, for me, if I ever had a chance to play with him, um, you know, first of all, I just want to show that he can trust in me. I want to show him that, you know, in practice and training camp, and, you know, just be consistent with him, you know, making sure that he can count on me, you know, whenever it's third down, second down, first down, wherever it is. Um, and, you know, I would love to play with Justin Fields, you know, dynamic player, um, take over games and, uh, you know, I would, I would try to help him with that too. I'm in, let's bring him aboard. Although I know the bears fan base would automatically just be upset with this no matter what. But again, I love that the praise is being thrown around for our quarterback. Yeah. Well, also though, what are these guys going to say? You know what I mean? They He's, are trained. These, these guys are from big time programs, his case, SEC, you know, you got Paris Johnson from Ohio State. These guys are given media training prior to the combine. They are given media training while they are students in school. I worked for Arizona State football when I was there as a student. 
I was an intern in the media relations office. I helped train these guys with what to say and how to say it to the media. So we can't get caught up in that necessarily. I can't. No, Canon did. It is nice to find those connections of his teammate now plays with Justin Fields. They've probably talked that kind of stuff, but I don't, I'm not going to be like, ah, wow. Every prospect wants to play with Justin Fields. Every prospect wants to be they drafted. Every prospect wants to be drafted. Did you help <laughs> Adam? Ar- did you help Adam Archuleta? What? Did you help Adam? Archuleta no, I no, he, no. I'm he was, he was I'm teasing. Killer. I'm joking. I mean, he's, Archuleta, he's like 20 years older than you. I'm just Yeah, teasing. I was going to say, he wasn't, he wasn't. Uh, I'm having a go. I'm just teasing you. Um, But no, but it is true. I mean, to a certain sense, there is, uh, there is a lot of that. But you know what? I think uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen out of Bayless, you know, for him being around the senior bowl again and going back and still being connected with everything. He's been at USC a lot too. So kind of run into him here and there. So. It's been cool. I hope, uh, again, I'm very hopeful that he's going to continue to develop. And, you know, we still anticipate the, the Bears to go out there and draft some some wide receiver help. One of the things that I see in, in scenarios where the Bears draft drop back, let's say that Carolina is one of the teams that we end up trading back with, and you get a Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Uh, what do you think of that? Because I thought he did really well at the Combine, too. He might have helped himself out a little bit too much for us, but I think that, man, again, I just I don't mind taking players from the Ohio State program and putting them with Justin Fields. What were your impressions of him? Yeah, and I think that he came in as one of the best receivers and projected to be maybe the top receiver off the board. That being said, he didn't he confirmed everything that the league thought about him with mm-hmm. his combine performance. And I know he ran a little a little slower, didn't he? It was like a four or five something. Wasn't um, uh yeah. He yeah, that's yeah, of course. But I I think the 40 is the stupidest of the tests, quite honestly, because <laughs> well, yeah, his when, his 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 three cone and his shuttle his shuttle was unbelievable. Right. And that that I place way more weight on those types of drills because the 40, how often are these guys <laughs> running in a straight line for 40 yards? And the fact that they make linemen do it. It's hysterical for the 10 seconds or 10 yard split. I kind of understand it. Although you're still not going to get a lineman that's like sprinting 10 yards down the field, but I'm like, that's, it doesn't, that doesn't tell me anything. The three cone, the agility stuff that shows me more, the explosiveness from the, from even the broad jump or the vertical jump that shows me way more. So I don't get caught up on 40 times at all. But that being said, obviously his familiarity with Justin Fields would be an asset I think he could have the potential of a Garrett Wilson to come into the league and be immediately wide receiver one. However, the Bears get him. I don't really care, but the Bears need a wide receiver one. And whether that's drafting one because you are that confident that he is Garrett Wilson, great. Uh, If it's not, then you get another. Again, it's all about tone setting. I think that that is when you're building out this team, now you need to think about who are leaders because you shipped off a lot of these, this team's leaders mm-hmm. over this pa- the course of this past season, you shipped off a lot sure. of leaders. So now you need to replace those guys with guys that are going to set the tone that you want. And that goes for multiple position groups. The bears have a ton of holes to fill yeah. receiver being, being number one receiver included. I love Darnell Mooney. I hope Bayless Jones takes a step forward. Chase Claypool. I still think can pan out and be good for this team. None of those guys are wide receiver one. They're just not. They're not your ex-receiver that you need. 
Now, maybe it's Jackson Smith and Jigba who comes in with familiarity with fields. Maybe it's a guy that you pay for in free agency. It's going to be expensive, but it might be, might be worth it, especially if you get at him early in free agency, like we saw with Christian Kirk last year for the Jaguars. Right. He had a fantastic season. He ended up being a bargain. Yeah. And despite the fact that Jacksonville took a lot of ridicule for that, and I'm sure the ire drew the ire of some general managers around the league for resetting the wide receiver market. But at the end of the day, he is not the highest paid wide receiver now. And he was one of the top five in production. And he was amazing in fantasy football. And speaking of fantasy football, the easiest way to play fantasy football is underdog fantasy. Just head to underdogfantasy.com to play fantasy sports or better yet, download the underdog fantasy app. Now, obviously, there's a lot of cool contests that will be upcoming with free agency and the NFL draft. But you can also play other sports like PGA, the Players' Championship, starts this weekend. And as a matter of fact, if you go to Underdog Fantasy right now and sign up using the promo code SICK, Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. And again, the Players' Championship is a great way to get started. If you want to try some PGA contests, I will I will give you one pick. You know what? I'm not going to give you this pick. You got you to gotta listen to Kelly. Kelly in Phoenix. She has got a guy that she's been talking about, and she's it's the dude who's going to end up winning. But I'll give you like Rory, Terrell Hatton, Chris Kirk, Jason Day, Justin Thomas. Kelly in Phoenix has the guy who will help win your fantasy pool and contests and all that stuff. He's ranked in between 11 and 20, and it's not Keegan Bradley. That's all I can say. So go to Underdog Fantasy and go check that out. Go play some uh, fantasy sports, and uh, you won't be you – know, you'll probably be disappointed. But you won't be disappointed with Underdog Fantasy because it's the best app. You'll be disappointed with your team. This weekend, oh, my God, for whatever reason, I just am so stupid. I picked John Rahm when I should have picked Rory, and I knew it the second that I did it. And I'm like, why did I make that – Rory will at least play well. He's won the Arnold Palmer. He plays well in Florida. Rom hates Florida. There's your there's a fantasy take for you. Rom hates Florida. He He's doesn't like the play most well Florida man looking guy no. too. You would think that he would play well in Florida. <laughs> That's your guy. Why are you besmirching John Rom? I'm not fellow, fellow I'm Sun saying, Devil. Yeah, I'm just saying he kind of looks like a Florida guy. I'm. What would ever give me that impression? Uh, he looks more South Carolina. To me but anyways that's We're that's splitting hairs. that's splitting hairs there real quick but uh, you know what actually you know what i just realized we haven't taken a question i'm sorry sammy other questions because i oh my god interrupt us um should the bears draft a running back after their first pick what position do you think they should focus on you know what we uh we were on the show we were on brian perez's show uh bears talk he's him him and uh, greg are trying to trying to get the bears to take Bijan Robinson, I, I can't, I can't, but no, nope, nope, nope. But I mean, do you think the Bears should draft a quarterback or running back? Excuse me. It all depends on what happens with Dave Montgomery and if yeah. you end up paying him. If you end up paying him, no, absolutely not. You can't invest that many assets in a running back room. You just can't. But if you don't, and you have a running back maybe in the second or the third round that you think could match his production coupled with Khalil Herbert. If Khalil Herbert takes a step forward mm -hmm. and you bring in a new guy and you can get the same amount of production 
while knowing that you have a running quarterback in Justin Fields or who can be part of the run scheme. Not that we want yeah. him to get to a thousand yards again this year. Right. Then I, yeah, I think Justin Fields, and I don't know if this is what Brian's argument necessarily was, but Justin Fields allows for a lot of flexibility within the run scheme mm-hmm. because you can count him as part of it. That being said, right. so you can take a chance on a younger guy, but B. John Robinson, though, I mean, that's not a chance. Everyone knows he's going to be good. Yeah. It's just you can't. It, it depends on how you want to allocate your assets. I think that that would be better served getting another guy that you really, truly need in order to evaluate Justin Fields, i.e. the line, i.e. wide receiver one. Uh, I'd even be okay with another tight end. I just not maybe the first round, but I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see running back Bijan Robinson. You're going to have to commit probably a top 15 pick too. And I no. I'm not there. I, I think that's a luxury pick for a team like the um, a, a team like the Buffalo Bills, who even last year, though, they went after James Cook, which seemed like was going to be such a great, great spot for them and uh, didn't end up panning out, even though they need. I mean, he played well towards the end of the season, but was not very good. And, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, when you look at a lot of his games, like when you look at his games rushing, like when he played against TCU, he ran for 29 yards. This was coming off a week when he ran for 240 against Kansas. He dominated K-State. They were fine. But whatever they seemed to play good competition, he had 57 against Alabama. He had, uh, again, like not a great game against TCU. There's some red flags that are coming up. And it's like one of those things that, He's fine. He's a, he was good against some of these like meandering Big 12 teams, but the two stud teams he played last year, uh, it did not work out. So I look at I I would actually listen. Gibbs, I really like his like a lot of times when you get like comparisons, like whenever you look at like Scout Combine, like, hey, give me a pro comparison for Jameer Gibbs and they'll do something like, ah, he reminds me of Mazio Royster. You're like, Jesus, like, don't, don't say a guy that nobody's heard of. Like it doesn't help anybody. He's a Darrington heavens. Like, stop, stop. Uh, but our Lance Zerline uh, compared Gibbs to Alvin Kamara. And I literally, not figuratively, literally almost spilt latte onto my computer screen. Cause I've never seen a pro running back, compared to like a good pro running like that it just never happens it just never happens it's always just some little like i can i barely remember this guy um well the asks of a college running back and a pro running back are just so different the game is very different for running backs at both levels you're asked to do so many more things at the pro level you have to in this day and age yeah like you have to be an elite running back you look at the elite running backs in this league alvin Kamara, christian mccaffrey what can they all do they can catch like a wide receiver. They can run routes like a wide receiver. And the other thing too, I look for in seeing if these guys are pro ready and can be immediately impactful is how they are in pass blocking. Yeah. Can they, pick up, a, can they pick Can they pick up a blitz? Are they going to recognize that? Do they know to stay and look for those things? And can they hold up? And that's, that's a huge ask of running backs in the league that are, that's not asked of players in college. That is a, that is a skill that gets you on the field so quickly. For uh, an NFL running back is how well you do in uh, in pass pro. Zach, I'm trying to think of all these rant. I, I my mind is so blank on 
Start commenting with random running backs over the last four years. Like I used to love watching. I I I blamed the kids. So I used to love watching like you know Big Ten football in the morning. And you'd see these guys from these. Who was that? Was it Josh Ferguson? Who was the kid at uh, was it Illinois? It's a Big Ten running back. In any event, it doesn't Jake matter. Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson. Yeah, maybe that was. Or no, Jake that Ferguson. was that's the tight end in Dallas. Never mind. No, Josh. Oh gosh. Anyways, just comment with a random running back that you remember <laughs> watching uh, for at least for the West Coast these early games. Are there more questions though, Sammy? Goodness, where does Peter Skronsky go? Do you think seven nine rage? He might be the guy. You know what? Again, if the Bears get a trade package and you fall down and you miss out on JSN or somebody like that, Skaronsky's been a player that we've talked about. How did he do? Is he, did the combine help him or hurt him? I mean, I still think it helped him. I don't think his testing was overly – it was good. It was good. It, I don't think it was overly newsworthy. He did really well at the podium sessions and it was really nice to Sammy Danello when he, they met him. Awesome. But I – I think that, again, you're looking at Paris Johnson Jr., you're looking at uh, Peter Skaronsky. I am obviously partial to Peter because I went to Northwestern, but you can't go wrong with either of those guys. So I think, yeah, a seven to nine range for the first tackle off the board is probably safe. Maybe maybe a little bit sooner, but I kind of doubt it with how I think these quarterbacks are going to rise. So whether you think that is a guy like Paris Johnson, whether you think that's a guy like Peter Skronsky, that's safe. But so he could go seven to nine. I could also see him falling a little bit in, in the first round to like the 20 to 25 range, maybe. Uh, in which case, I think that would be the Bears would be too high for that. But I would love it if they ended up with him. I just want to make sure that he is the right scheme fit, which I think he is. But we'll see. No, for sure. But again, like, if his arms didn't measure long enough, there's always something. His, I don't like those measurables either. I really don't because it's all about how you play, how what you put on tape, how you the strength in which you play. I don't care if your arms a shorter arms can be a hindrance for offensive linemen in particular. That being said, if you're strong in the way that you use your hands and your hand placement and you know how to adjust, I don't care. Yeah. Fine. Go turn on his tape and tell me if his arms are too short. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like this is this is weird that these are the arguments that we have to have, but it feels like we do it every year, and uh, we can't convince people otherwise. All right, how about another question, Sam? Uh, who's your favorite day two receiver in this year's draft? Who would you like the Bears to to target? I think Rasheed Rice is a guy that I've mentioned a couple of times. Uh, I think that he could come in I, again. Like when we're drafting in the first round, I mean, I would I want more power five guys. I think what is what conference is SMU? Uh, but in any event, like Rice, when you watch him and you watch L- SMU games, you're like, that guy is their whole offense. So I'm a little bit more like, okay, I'm not ready to use a high first round pick, but if we're sitting there and, uh, you know, we get a, some extra, like if we get Indianapolis or the Colts second round pick, I think that's a spot where I'm comfortable if we don't end up to, even if we do, I don't care. Like let's take another wide receiver. Like we can't have too many. Um, That's a guy that I really like. Were there any guys that stood out for you, Carmen? Yeah, it's interesting. I maybe stood out in a, in a bad way. Uh, Well, no. So Kayshawn Boutte from LSU, right? He kind of, Oh yeah. His quarterback gets hurt last year. He doesn't have the season he wants. He kind of deletes social media, puts it back on. There's kind of a lot of drama. 
there were some off the field things that happened also following the conclusion of the season. Not some, not particularly a situation that I want to explain. Yeah. If you want to go and look it up, you can go look it up. Nothing, no laws were broken. So there's that. I think there's some character issues with him, but then he tested pretty terribly. So I, someone who was a borderline first round receiver, definite second round receiver. I don't think that's the case for him anymore. Yeah. Um, and he, it's, it's crazy because he had such a good freshman season at LSU and you were like, Oh, this guy is going to be a surefire pick, I know. you know, first round pick. And he's going to do so well in the league. You you're talking like Justin Jefferson, like, Oh, look at, you know, this is the same program. He's going to be great. And then he has just kind of progressively hurt himself. And I think that kind of tells you a lot that you need to know. So unfortunately, I think that that is out of the, the and especially if you're talking, if you're the Chicago Bears, you're talking all about character, high character, high integrity guys, might not be the one. But yeah, and then he tested pretty terribly. Right. So uh, again, this is the combine is used to kind of confirm or deny what the conclusions you've already made about these players. Mm-hmm. And not that I think that there were great conclusions about Kayshawn coming into this, but he could have definitely helped himself. And he didn't do that. So that's. No. It's a disappointment. No, 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 it's good. No, it's good. But it's like, it also, it also helped out. All right, Sammy, how about another question? Yeah, what was that? Like, what is the, uh, what is the buzz uh, around the, you're out there, you're listening to people. What are they, what are they, what are their impressions of uh, Ryan Poles? Yeah, the jury's kind of still out. Not that, not as a human being or just kind of his methods. I was talking to a couple of, coaches around the league that were kind of like yeah he got rid of a lot of people for the chicago bears and you better hope that there's kind of a plan and there i believe that there is that being said though people have a lot of faith in him and i think the overwhelming sentiment for people that questioned it was also but you look at the programs he's come from you look at the guys that are around him the guys he's hired the culture that they're building in Chicago, which is good from everybody that I've heard from that you have, he hasn't given a reason not to, for you not to trust him at this point. And so you should continue to trust him. I just think that he's done some things that are kind of eyebrow raising and you realize very quickly that he is going to do things how he wants to do them. Mm-hmm. Whether that is a good thing still remains to be seen. But I appreciate that in someone that is the general manager because you want a guy that's going to make decisions that is con- has conviction in his own process, in how he wants to build a team. And I do think that the leadership now on the Chicago Bears and the football side of things, which I'm now including Kevin Warren in, that's a huge help and that's a huge resource and to have everybody in the organization on the same page. So it's not just about Ryan Poles, but it is, is he in a good situation for the type of GM that he is and, and and how he goes about his business. And I think that overwhelmingly people are saying like, this is a good situation for him. So yeah. we'll see, but yeah. Well, also I, from guys that have played with him, I've also heard from guys that have played with him and they absolutely love him. So as a person, a, they won. Well, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to hope I can't do that. But um, when you think of the moves that Ryan Poles made last season, um, they did not bring back Allen Robinson. The Rams are looking to trade him to answer a question that Steve-O had. I mean, he's going to be available. The Rams are trying to trade him, but he's ultimately going to be released. Could he be reunited with the Bears? 
possibly, but I think he's going to end up trying to look for a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills or somebody who is a little bit closer to uh, to reaching the Super Bowl this season. So Allen Robinson, that seemed like ended up turning out to be a pretty decent move. Trading Khalil Herbert. He could be released by the L.A. Chargers here in the couple of weeks. Uh, Bobby Quinn didn't really do anything for the Philadelphia Eagles on their march to the Super Bowl. Uh, Roquan got a huge deal with Baltimore, but, you know, he didn't really like, okay, but we were never going to pay that guy. We got, we have a second round pick. So the jury is going to be judging that in a couple of years. So it felt like a lot of the moves that they made ended up being okay. Now, Daniels is one that a lot of people will be like, what about, okay. Listen, that one's a little bit harder to defend. The Claypool one. Again, I think the jury is still out. I, I think that when they made that pick, too, you know, the Bears were two and three, two and four. Like, we didn't think it was going to end up being um, that pick was going to. And even so, like, look at look, who are the who are the who are the available wide receivers right now? Like, you got to pay something for it. We might have overpaid. But at the same time, I think a lot of the moves that he made. Questionable at the time, people were wondering what the direction of the Bears were. I think it's going to end up paying off. So I think that I think there's a I think we're I think we're okay. Uh, how about another question though? What is this? Do we play it? I don't know what that was. Uh, if you guys figured out, so what happened to Darnell Mooney last season? He was injured. Uh, I think that was part of the thing. Uh, he was injured. He'll battle back. We'll have a full off season with Justin Fields. I think it's going to be fine. All right. Uh, how about another question, though? What free agents do the Bears target? Hey, Mark, we were talking about this. I think that the line is going to be the way to go, and mm-hmm. offensive line, defensive line, and again, I know that I know that Denver did not tag their star defensive tackle. There's going to be a possibility. Orlando Brown is going to be a possibility. Uh, the guard from Philadelphia. I should be better with the names. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I'm, a little, I'm a little bit spud right now. Um, but yeah, I think that the the lines are going to be the places that we end up seeing the uh, the most movement from. Although, watch us sign a cornerback right off the bat or something like that. But I think the the trenches are the way that we go. Yeah, I would agree because that's where it always starts for me as it is. But um, yeah, I think that Orlando Brown is probably the most intriguing for linemen. And I don't, I don't know enough about the Arizona, the Cardinals center that they are not, uh, that they're releasing, but I have said that I would love a veteran center. Yeah. Uh, I do think this is, it's interesting because this is a really rich cornerback class in the draft, but it's Mm -hmm. also kind of a rich cornerback class in free agency. And that's definitely something that the bears want to add to that outside rotation is, you know, they have, listen, Jalen Johnson, and 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 Jalen, they he's going to be a stale like a staple of this defense going forward. Yeah. And you have Kyler Gordon, you're super excited about him, but he's kind of kicked in at slot corner. So to add to that outside rotation a little bit more, I think would be would benefit them. And whether that comes with, you know, I think the corner market though is is really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> because it follows the receiver market, right? Yeah. You got you you pay these receivers the the equal and opposite reaction to that is to also have to pay corners now. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the best use of your money. Brian Poles has also said he's going to be diligent. Yes, they have a ton of cap space. That doesn't yeah. mean he's going to go on a spending spree. 
But there are some really good corners, I think, in, that are coming into free agency, one of which is actually Jamel Dean coming out of Tampa Bay. Jamel Dean was the one I was – that's the one I keep thinking of. I, yeah. Every every show that I've done, we and everybody asks me that question, Jamel Dean is always the guy that I'm always like, watch us sign Jamel Dean right off the bat, and everybody just kind of laughs. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's he, – yeah, he's, he, he's put a high priority on the secondary, so you never know. Yeah, he really he went out and earned that spot, uh, that starting spot in Tampa. He had been a rotational kind of the the third corner, and mm-hmm. he he won it outright in training camp last year. So he has steadily progressed and gotten better. And I think that he's only kind of scratched the surface of who he can be. Plus, he's a fun guy. I really like Jamal. So yeah, he seems cool. He seems cool. Well, listen, uh, we're closing in on an hour. I want to thank you uh, for being here. I want to thank everybody else who uh, had an opportunity to stop in. Sorry that we didn't get to everybody's questions. I know people are talking about David Montgomery. We hope he's coming back uh, again. Yeah, no updates uh, on that. Polls no provided updates no there. updates. Uh, Sorry, guys. We, still, we asked. We promised. We asked. We did ask. And, uh, of course, we're hopeful that, you know, perhaps the Bears could pull off a trade for something like T. Higgins. But I think that'll be a little bit of ways if the Bears can get some excessive capital uh, for the number one overall pick, which would allow us the opportunity uh, that would uh, that would uh, help the miracle. But in any event, uh, thank you so much for being here, Carmen. Thank you so much. What's your next start? Do you have a mock draft coming out? What's coming up next, Brent? For, uh, uh, no, not a mock draft. Um, I got to talk to – there's a lot of stuff still coming out about the that I, I did at the Combine. Um, I got to talk to Kevin O'Connell about Brian Flores, so that's going to be coming out. Um, I just did a potential landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. Jets are included, but so are a team that I kind of quietly heard some whispers about at the Combine. So go check it out uh, on FoxSports.com. All right. Be sure to check that out. And, of course, I will be back on NFL Total Access Thursday, Friday night. And, of course, at the very least, uh, take it to the rank. We'll be back next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, adjacent, uh, depending. I think I'm I'm not on. No. Wait. Nope, I'm on free agent frenzy uh, next Tuesday. So we should be able to start right at our 8 p.m. Eastern starting time. And perhaps, you know what, if, I, if I'm if i able to land a, a special uh, special guest for a guest episode, for a special episode, uh, we could do that as well. But thank you so much to everybody for being here. We will see you shortly. And if anything breaks, if something huge happens, of course, look for the SICK Podcast to uh, help you uh get the most information so look for that as well but in any event until that time bear down and uh, sammy go ahead and play us out and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time follow the sick podcast with adam rank on youtube instagram facebook google play and apple podcasts brought to you by underdog fantasy